0: Act like we never left. It's double move sports. I'm Steph Albero. I'm here with Alex Lott. Let's run this mock, man. We're not we're not doing anything crazy today. We're just running it normal, standard, well, not a standard league, but a standard mock. We're not gonna draft from the turns. We're not gonna do anything crazy. It's just gonna be a 12-team PPR mock draft. If you want to hear us go in depth on some of the players that we're gonna break down on today's show, go check out our channel, our episodes that we drop every single week. We break those up into clips. If you don't want to go through
1: an entire hour-long podcast, we're giving you guys everything. Alex, you ready to jump into it? There's options. It's a, it's an options world. We're giving you options to watch the full pod, to watch the clips, to watch both if you just want to hear it twice. Hey, and, and film, um, breakdowns, so, yeah, go check and film
0: breakdowns on YouTube. Oh, the, the film fantasy breakdowns film are
1: nice. The film breakdowns are fun. Get to watch it, guys. Tape a little bit and figure out what it means for fantasy based on what they did last season. We're going to be doing a lot of those in season as well as we start to see which players are on the field, what their targets look like, what their carries look like. So a lot of stuff's coming through. It's draft season. We're going full steam ahead. And Steph said we're not going to draft on the turns. Well, this is going to be random draft position, 12-team PPR, quarterback, two running back, two receiver, flex, tight end and defense, and sixth bench. So watch you get the number one pick. <laughs> oh, so we are, we're in the middle. This is great. Looks like you got pick number five, and I got picked number eight. So I think I'd much rather be where you are. You might sneak one of those elite running backs if Thomas goes in the top four. But at pick eight, I might have a tough, tough decision to make in round one.
0: I'm guessing the first four picks are going to be McCaffrey, Saquon, Zeke, and Kamara. Ooh. And it was. So... <laughs> Look, just the way this year has gone, we we can talk about this. It's it's the meta this year is running back, running back. I'm sticking to that. I, I'm gonna try to take this as wow, real as possible. You're staring I Michael can.
1: Thomas in the face, dude. I
0: can't do it. I can't do it. When when the guys at the like, Allen Robinson now is going early third round. So if I know I can get Allen Robinson later and stack up on bell cow workhorse running backs that are going to get passing work, touchdown volume. They're going to eat. Let's see who's here at running back. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Joe Mixon,
1: Kenyon Drake. Oh, I think I know who you're taking. I think I know. (laughs) We'll see. I'll tell you if I'm right or not. (laughs) I'm not going to reach on the CEH here. You want me to, and I'm not going to. I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. I think that's... The right pick I, I probably would have taken michael thomas but if you're going running back i cannot fault you for dalvin there if he's on the field he's going to be a top five back so all i gotta um, know is that i'm taking Adams.
0: alexander madison probably in the ninth round hopefully 10th round in an ideal scenario yeah, but probably the ninth absolutely. just to hedge. so now back to you uh after i took dalvin cook there goes michael thomas there goes derrick henry and now it's the 108 alex is on the board
1: mm. who are you taking wow this is tough clyde edwards hilaire is sitting there. It's really between Devontae Adams and Clyde Edward Toler. We've preached so much running back early this year. There's so many receivers to pick up later on. I'm tempted to go ahead and snag Devontae Adams, no. who this is a bit of a hot take, but I have him as my number one wide receiver. And actually, I have Joe Mixon, CEH, Aaron Jones, and Kenyon Drake kind of all within the same, you know, five, 10 point projection. So I think if I go Devontae Adams here, it feels early at the 108. I'm trying to think who what who has a better chance to make it back to me, Devontae Adams or one of these tier one running backs. And I think if I pick Adams, I can get Hilaire, Mixon, or Drake in round two. So I don't oh, like I don't want like to like take my gamble. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to go right. CEH. <laughs> <laughs> you talked me into it, Steph. I took CEH. I did not get my guy in Devonte Adams, but hopefully I can still get one of those tier one. Oh, well, that's that's in round two. that's pure pressure to a T right there. Yes. <laughs> so after CEH, guess who went next? Devonte Adams. Of course. Wow, I, I kind of regret it now. No. <laughs> this would have been a fun mo- mock to see how that dude. This is a mock draft. I'm not being held against this for a whole season. I would have loved to see what happens with Adams at the one hundred and eight. After CEH, went Adams, Drake, Hill, and Mixon, and then around two, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders. Julio and DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm back on the clock and the quarterbacks are there. The tight ends are there. The the two elite at each of those positions. I'm probably going to steer clear of those at receiver. I can choose between Godwin Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay or at the running back spot, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, all on the board. I really like some of those running backs as my RB two. And when I look at Clyde Edward to he is a very high upside guy. He's going to get a lot of work in the receiving game. I expect him to score a lot of touchdowns and the guy in this tier of running back that I think has the safest volume is Josh Jacobs. I can't see a world where Josh Jacobs isn't 250 plus carries this year. There's no other threats for carries in that backfield. Maybe the receiving work is lower. But even Nick Chubb, there's Kareem Hunt concerns. I think Chubb's great and he'll be fine. But then Austin Eckler, we don't know what that Chargers offense is going to look like. And he, if I had a more stable bell cow as my RB1, I might lean Eckler here. But just knowing I have CEH, I'm going to lock in the pure volume play with Josh Jacobs and give me a, a steadier RB2. He doesn't quite have the upside. But with CEH as my RB1, I feel like I have plenty of upside at the running back position. So I'm going to lock in Josh Jacobs here as my RB2.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot, man. I, I do. I do. And like people are fading Jacobs in some, I don't even know, some bizarre world because Lynn Bowden and, and all these other pieces were brought in. They extended Jalen Richard. None of that worries me at all for Josh Jacobs. And, and you're essentially Absolutely. like, this is what you're saying. You're drafting him knowing that it, it is a pure volume play. If the passing work comes in, which Mike Mayock and John Gruden have said, that they're trying to get Jacobs more involved in the passing game. If it happens, it happens. And now you got, I mean, the upside is there with both CEH and Josh Jacobs. If the Raiders take a step up with Henry Ruggs on the outside, I think he's going to get a lot of good looks underneath. And he, if he is as explosive at the pro level as we all expect him to be, that should only make things easier. Josh Jacobs faced a lot of eight-man fronts last year. So not going to be able to stack the box as much with those weapons they now have. And Brian Edwards is no slash too. I like him a lot. So... Now, after you took Josh Jacobs, it was Travis Kelsey and Chris Godwin. Both of those were taken, and my fingers were crossed here that uh, none of the running backs would be taken. That I was looking at now, it's between Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb. Man, you know, I actually, it's it's funny. I dropped a poll on our Twitter. Guys, go follow us at Double Move Sport if you have not done that yet. I said which running back combo. Would you guys like the most and there were a couple different options in there i remember one was kamara and 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 another one was dalvin cook nick chubb and that's what i'm going to go with here i believe the cook and chubb wow. combo won that poll and so i'm gonna i'm here for the people uh, and i totally agree nick chubb is as safe as they come so to kind of mitigate the risk that comes with dalvin cook's injury concerns shoulder knee other issues that he's had as opposed to you know worrying about that i just want a safe stable option could end up being the rushing yards leader if he is the the true one and isn't splitting a ton of carries with Kareem Hunt was still almost getting 18 carries a game with Hunt in there last year, and I I expect Stefanski to pick his guy and just roll with it. Um, you know we're not seeing Dalvin Cook split the ball a ton when Stefanski was at Minnesota, so I'm gonna take Nick Chubb there. I'm gonna feel good about it. I know a lot of people are fading him at the ADP because he doesn't awesome. get the passing work, but he's gonna get the goal on touches. I think he'll score a little bit more this year, so I'm gonna take Nick Chubb there to stack with dalvin cook and feel really good about two essentially workhorse running backs that i'm getting both of us
1: going running back running back and we'll see what receivers fall to us here in rounds three and four but after chubb went Allen robinson the guy you mentioned who has been falling around three in some places but he goes to the 209 then Odell, Mahomes, and Austin Eckler, and then in round three, Robert Woods. That ADP is starting to climb up a wow. little bit with Robbie Woods. Sheesh. Um, he's not so much of a value anymore. I'll still be happy to take him at the end of round three or in round four this year. But Robert Woods, Mike Evans, George Kittle, and Lamar Jackson start round three. So Steph, you're back on the clock, and there's still some pretty good options here. So there's a, you know if you wanted to stack running backs, Gurley's on the board, and somehow Kenny G and Juju Smith-Schuster are still available.
0: Oh, man, I I really, like, there's a few very appealing names here at the running back spot, but I've already gone running back, running back. I'm not trying to have to start Keenan Allen as my wide receiver one or rely on Tyler Lockett to do it for (laughs) me on a weekly basis. Even, like, Cooper Cup, we've we've had a continuous debate on double move sports about Cooper Cup. I don't want to have to even deal with any of the headaches that may come with that. So I'm going to go Kenny Galladay and just lock in a surefire wide receiver one That's the right pick had the That's most touchdowns pick. last year and right now i have we have him in our census rankings as the wide receiver seven so that feels really good to get him as my one here so i'm gonna grab kenny g and after i took kenny g to pair with dalvin cook and nick chubb it was zach ertz leonard fournette and i'm back to you alex with ceh and josh jacobs on your roster right now who are you looking at here in the mid to late third round
1: You know, this is full PPR, but Todd Gurley is still on the board. Stacking three running backs is not a terrible idea in the first three rounds um, in a 12-team league. So I'm almost tempted to go with Todd Gurley and stack three stud running backs. But Juju's there, DJ Moore. I like Amari Cooper a lot this year. Mm, So I'm going to go ahead and get my wide receiver one. It's going to be Amari Cooper. I've been rising on Cooper throughout the offseason. I think his upside is a top three guy. Wow. He's my wide receiver eight right now, so I'm really high on Cooper if he can stay healthy and stay out on the field this season. So I'm going to go ahead and lock him in. He was actually a top 10 receiver last year and was under 120 targets. So he played less snaps than Michael Gallup, and he was still a top 10 guy. So if he wouldn't have been bothered by those injuries, I know he didn't actually miss any games, but I can't help but think something was going on to keep him from getting out on the field. So I'm going to lock in Amari Cooper in what should be a very explosive and exciting offense this year in Dallas.
0: In our consensus rankings right now, we have Amari Cooper as the wide receiver eight, and we've talked about it time and time again how all three between Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb can all absolutely eat this year. So I don't mind that pick at all. Uh, And after you took Cooper, it was DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, David Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, fell to the fourth round. Calvin Ridley at the four hundred three, and then Todd Gurley he almost at the 404.
1: got back. That would have been nice if to- if Todd would have got back.
0: That to would me. have been so nice, but uh, especially as a way to hedge against Ceh potentially getting worked in slowly. Uh, who do you who are you looking at here? Are you looking at wide receiver two at this point?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of running backs that I wouldn't mind as my RB three. You know, Carson Gordon, Connor Bell, Taylor Montgomery. So I'm going to wait on running back. I think one of those guys, I'm kind of taking a gamble here, but I think one of them can get back to me. Um, and at the receiver spot, I would love to lock in one of these guys as my wide receiver two. Tons of options. A.J. Brown, D.J. Chark, Tyler Lockett, McLaurin, Keenan Allen, Devontae Parker. So I'm just going to go straight off my rankings here for my wide receiver too. Um, and it looks like I actually have Tyler Lockett the highest of the guys we have left I do have actually no I have McLaurin up there with Chark Lockett and AJ Brown which is a bit of a hot take but I think he has a little bit more risk baked in he's probably the most likely to get back to me of that group I don't expect it to happen but um, as a wide receiver too I'm going to go ahead and lock in Tyler Lockett no pun intended there <laughs> but he's a great wide receiver too He he's proven he's got a, a, a huge rapport with, with Russell Wilson I know there's DK Metcalf rumblings going on this season, but I expect Tyler Lockett to be a fairly safe and consistent player this year with the big game upside. So Lockett as my wide receiver too, along with Cooper, Josh Jacobs and CEH is a great start to this roster.
0: Yeah, it feels good. I'm glad you didn't take DJ Chark. Hopefully he falls to me and he does. So after you took Tyler Lockett, it was AJ Brown, Chris Carson. Beautiful.
1: They're back to back in my rankings. So <laughs> well, there's
0: Chark and, and that's a layup for me. Still some good running backs here. Melvin Gordon, like if Chark was gone, I would very seriously consider Gordon, but I just love Chark this year as the the 2020 version of Devontae Parker on the Dolphins last season, where there's just plenty of garbage time, a lot of funneled volume directly to him. He's, he's really the the first and second read for Gardner Minshew. I do have high hopes for LaVisca Chenault, but I'm not going to project him to come in and be great right away, especially in this you know shortened offseason, weird COVID year. So I'm going to grab GJ DJ, DJ Chark there with the touchdown upside, the yardage upside the volume upside every single upside he has it so i'm locking him in and
1: he's got all the I, I put, <laughs> he's got all I put sides my stamp of
0: approval on dj chark i dropped a fantasy film room on him and gardner Minshew. go check that out if you have not but i, I, I got the film to back this stuff up so i love dj chark
1: i like it so after you took dj chark we saw keenan allen go off the board Le'Veon bell Cortland sutton and dk metcalf i'm not drafting it on anywhere i don't I'm not big on him this season. And then around five, Devontae Parker, Melvin Gordon, T.Y. Hilton, and James Connor. And Steph, you're right back on the clock. So I got, as of right now,
0: Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Kenny Galladay, DJ Chark. So it's at the 505, two running backs, two receivers. Anyone is available for me. Jonathan Taylor is staring me down. I'm here in the fifth round. He'd be the 22nd running back off the board. Mark Ingram's there, David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt. Love JT Devin as an, an rb
1: Absolutely love it.
0: I, I know you love it, you you dirty Colts homer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I am going to, to take the flyer on JT to stack with that Cook-Chub RB combo that I have. If something happens to Cook, let's say it's later in the season, the wear and tear finally gets to him, like it has every single season that he's been a workhorse back in Minnesota, then hopefully by that time – the Jonathan Taylor explosion has occurred. He's broken out. And now, I mean, I have the upside to have three RB1s. You know what I mean? So I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor Absolutely. there over Terry McLaurin, over Stephon I love Diggs, it.
1: over Tyler Boyd. It's low risk since you already have two, two running backs on your roster. You can give him time to get worked up put someone else in your flex in the meantime as he does get ramped up into the offense. And who knows, if he's if he takes over by week eight, you could have an RB1 for the second half of the season. So I love the pick, especially when you're not having to rely on him from week one with the weird offseason, and maybe it takes him longer to get ramped up. So the JT pick there as a, as a running back three is awesome, and you're going to make my decision a little bit easier because I was deciding between two guys here, and you're going to take one <laughs> off the board. I think the other one, I, I think I know who it's going to be. Part of me just wants
0: to wait and grab DeAndre Swift, who I think has just as good of a chance to totally break out and dominate this year as Jonathan Taylor does. We'll see what happens on the comeback. Maybe I can get Swift as well and stack the rookie combos. Um, But I'm going to take JT here just for that monster, monster upside and hedging against Dalvin Cook a little bit.
1: And right after JT went the guy I was going (laughs) to (laughs) take.
0: Tough scene, tough scene. So after Jonathan Taylor, it was Terry McLaurin and Darren Waller. And now back to you at the 56th overall pick in this mock. It's at the 508. You got, you're just like me, two running backs, two wide receivers, CEH, Josh Jacobs, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett. So anyone's available for you. Who are you looking at here at the 508
1: spot? Really two to three running backs. I like here as my RB3, and there's probably five or six wide receivers. David Montgomery's there. I like Kareem Hunt a lot as an RB3. And then Ronald Jones. It might be a little bit of a reach at this point, but I still like him as well. I think he could get back, though. Um, I have Jones and Montgomery back-to-back in my rankings. And at the receiver spot, I love A.J. Green or Julian Edelman as a flex. They're both very different players. A.J. <laughs> Green is if you're going for that upside. Julian Edelman is if you want a safe flex. Given that I have players like CEH and Amari Cooper who could be a little bit volatile this season, even Tyler Lockett to an extent. I, I might lean Edelman there over AJ Green. So, this is a tough choice. Um, first, I got to figure out what position I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go ahead and lock in David Montgomery. He's a pretty safe lock for volume this season. I can't imagine him getting less than 250 carries. So, between Jacobs and Montgomery, just absolutely getting usage in the backfield um, and anything in the receiving game is going to be a bonus. I, I feel really good at the running back spot. So, I'm going to lock in Montgomery, see what receiver makes it back.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. There was plenty of touches both through the air and on the ground in Chicago last year. And, you know, Nick Foles, if he takes over, I think that just helps Montgomery. Uh, it could help him in the passing game. I think he'll be more relied upon if Foles comes in because Trubisky does have wheels. He, he's been decent in terms of rushing yardage. And, I mean, the Bears traded up to grab Dave Montgomery. Uh, they want to use him. We know rookies don't always pan out. And so if you're calling for a breakout I don't mind David Montgomery relative to that ADP that you just got him at. So nice pick. Nice pick. After you took Monty, it was Singletary, Deshaun Watson, Raheem Mostert, Russell Wilson, Stefan Diggs, run. Kyler Murray, Jarvis Landry, Dak Prescott. So this kind of uh, this tier here of the Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Realm, the guys that do provide rushing. They're on efficient offenses. They do they have great arms as well. They're typically going in the fifth sixth round i haven't found myself with many of them because i just love waiting at a quarterback uh, but if if this is one of your guys you want to call the shot you're probably going to have to reach in the fifth round if you want one of those names but alex who are you looking at here after going david montgomery it looks like both your guys in aj green and Julian edelman made it back i personally i would go green here
1: yeah i i think i've kind of changed changed my mind here i know there is some volatility in my lineup but Look, we're in the sixth round. I'm not playing to get third. I'm playing to win a league. And I do like Edelman as a flex if he happens to fall to me there. But I think about Jamison Crowder, Golden Tate, some of those players who could get get close to the baseline that Edelman is going to have this season. So I'm going to take the the upside shot on A.J. Green here. If he stays healthy with Joe Burrow, he could easily be a wide receiver one. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Green. I think later on in this draft I can sure up the wide receiver spot with a Crowder or – A Tate, like I mentioned, or maybe even a Randall Cobb deep in the draft. So there's other receiver options I can use as high floor plays. Um, So I'm gonna lock in AJ Green and roll the dice. AJ Green has recorded over 100 targets in every
0: season he's played, except for 2018 when he missed half the season. Like it's if he's there, he's gonna be great. Everyone's saying that you know everyone's acting like AJ Green is the same age as a Julian Edelman. Or like a Larry Fitzgerald, he's not anywhere near that. He's 32 years old. I believe the drop-off is something like 34, 35, maybe even a little later. Um, You know, we've seen names like Andre Johnson have monster seasons at that age. We've seen guys like, help me out Larry
1: Fitzgerald.
0: Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he's not going to be like a wide receiver one, but he's getting it done. You know, it's not like he's, uh, you know,
1: walking around with with a walker. I mean, when he was A.J. Green's age, he was like, in his prime, it feels like. <laughs> uh, Larry Fitzgerald is the Frank Gore of the wide receiver position, and I love it. But let's move on, Steph. After A.J. Green, back-to-back, went Tyler Boyd, his nice. own teammate. I think you probably would have locked in Boyd there if he would have fell to you. And then, oh, this sucks for you. You Swift. talked about Swift making it back to oh, you. Man. I know you love Boyd at the receiver spot. Then Swift goes at the running back spot. So you're back on the clock here at the 6.08. I feel like I know who you're going to pick here. But you proved me wrong earlier, so we'll see what to do. I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it to you.
0: I mean, if if Boyd or Split admitted to me, they were instant grabs here in the sixth round. At wide receiver, I'm looking at your boy Edelman, uh, who I don't feel like I need for the for the roster that I have. Marquise Brown, Michael Gallup, Marvin Jones, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Jamison Crowder, Christian Kirk. So to me, there's a massive tear drop off after these last couple receivers
1: yeah you got to take a receiver here in my opinion i do
0: i do and i really like the prospects on hollywood brown this year
1: there it is i knew it i finally got one i'm one for one keeping score against myself it's the honor system
0: (laughs) it's not like i've been particularly quiet about my love for a a hollywood brown breakout this year (laughs) i did a full film room on him as well so i got both my guys in chark and hollywood brown here i feel great about the volume increasing um brown just being better overall as a player he's put on some weight all reports have been positive and if for any reason the ravens aren't as dominant on the ground brown will be the the one there i know it's the lowest target volume in the league but with the damage that he's doing in the end zone he had seven touchdowns last year scored on 10 percent of his targets which was number one in the league or i believe it's first or second something like that so i'm gonna lock in Marquise brown as an upside play weekly flex Steph, option
1: buff, buff. Before you make the pick, unless you already have... I have not. I just Mm -hmm. want to take a look at this board. Make the pick here in a second, but I want to freeze this board for a second because we haven't brought this up, but to me, this is kind of no man's land in terms of quarterbacks. I think there's a clear tier break between Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and then I think there's another break after the next four. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Kyler, and Dak, if you want to take a stab at them. But to me, picking Josh Allen or Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz here in round six or seven... When there's values like A.J. Green and Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor on the board, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'd much rather take a shot at a receiver or running back because at the quarterback spot, if, if you don't take a quarterback here, if, if you just wait, you're going to end up with, you know, Stafford, Brady, Aaron Rodgers or Daniel Jones or even Cam, Big Ben. There's so many names that go on and on. And I don't see Josh Allen or Matt Ryan being that big of an upgrade from some of the names you can just grab in double-digit rounds so these rounds here in the middle i think are super important to take some upside shots on these middle round wide receiver threes and running back threes because those are the kind of guys that are going to win you your league so i'm never a fan of just taking a middle and quarterback option we did a mock recently that we didn't get to put out because we talked about darius Tice <laughs> a lot unfortunately and then the news came out rip um, and it kind of kind of shot the whole mock but i took matt ryan in these dead rounds and and Steph brought it up to me. said that didn't make any sense and something I don't normally do. I just wanted to see what happened and it really hurt my overall roster. So I just want to call that out to me. If you're not going to take one of those top tier guys, you're better off just completely waiting until the end. And
0: there's so much value at quarterback. There's so much value. There's so many guys. Like we, we talked about Teddy Bridgewater. Hopefully I end up with him in this mock. He's a guy that you can just grab, stream him week one against the Raiders, see what happens. If he sucks, you drop him, you pick up somebody else. Yeah, Um, check it out. Same thing with like a Kirk Cousins, a Gardner Minshew. So, yeah, I I love the late quarterback uh, approach here. And you kind of called it out. Very well done. You know, I, I don't like the Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Drew Brees guys at the ADP. I love them at value.
1: Not that we don't think they're going to be good,
0: and we've seen it so many times in the double-digit rounds. How many times have we been able to get a Carson Wentz or a Drew Brees sitting here in round ten, round eleven, round twelve? Like it just, I, I got problem. Aaron Rodgers in the thirteenth. Like, why not wait a few rounds and get all these guys that could pop off at the more scarce position? So I love it. Uh, like I said, I'm taking the Hollywood Brown pick. You you kind of threw a wrench in my flow.
1: Sorry. So, <laughs> reminder, <laughs> I'm Hollywood take Brown. Hollywood six. <laughs> uh,
0: And after I took him, Edelman did go. And then it was Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, Hunter Henry, Drew Brees, Marvin Jones, Tom Brady, Will Fuller. So, both the Houston receivers went Brady and Brees, guys we just talked about as guys you can probably wait on. They both went, which means even more value now because now more teams have quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are going to fall even farther. And hopefully, a name like e. Carson Wentz is there for me in the 10th. Uh, but let's see who is on the board i got three running backs three receivers not really looking at tight end yet because this is the part of every single mock it feels like <laughs> and every live draft i've done where the evan ingram uh tyler higby jared they're cook tier yeah. is just there and they're gonna be there for the next four rounds so
1: <laughs> i'm gonna Whoa. wait on them there was just some super loud thunder where i am so if you heard that I'm sorry, but it just startled me. So, anyway, carry on.
0: <laughs> well, carry on. I'll grab him later. But uh, <laughs> Mark, Mark Ingram is sitting here for me. I like him a lot. I do have concerns. We all have concerns with the J.K. Dobbins draft. He pick. should be stable. But, I mean, he's finished as a, as a running back one, six, or five out of the last six years. Like, I just don't see a massive drop yeah. off occurring. I think we can all project a drop off. But, I mean, this is the Ravens, man. Best running offense in football most efficient offense in football there's going to be touchdown volume i think ingram will be getting most of that and you know for for you know having jonathan taylor there i'm like mark ingram to kind of hedge against that to where i got the early season veteran that'll lead the charge early and then i got the jonathan taylor that'll have that massive breakout late so i'm going to go with that kind of this uh some people call it like i know roto underworld so it's like robust rb type of strategy just get a couple different ones hedge all of them against each other And so I'll probably chill on running back for a bit
1: after this. Maybe some values fall to me, sure. Yeah, I don't mind that one bit. You're an Ingram hater, and I'm in the seventh round. I don't mind that one bit. I mean, you did go back-to-back Raven. So after Mark Ingram, we did see those two quarterbacks go off the board, Team 6 and Team 7. What are you doing? Josh (laughs) Allen, Matt Ryan go back-to-back. So I'm back on the clock, and like Steph, at this point in the draft, I have three running backs, three wide receivers going into this seventh-round pick. So everything's really open for me. And I, I think there has been the tear break at receiver. I'm not really ready to pick Jamison Crowder here. I think there could be some more running back depth out there for me. And then there's tight ends as well. I've been a big believer in Tyler Higby this offseason. And we saw that ADP creep up. It felt like he was going in the fifth and sixth round there for a, for a week or so. And it looks like it has settled back down a bit. So I, I'm thinking about Higby here in the seventh round. I also like Hayden Hurst quite a bit. Um, if I wanted to wait on tight end and and hope that one of those two gets back to me. So at the running back spot, Kareem Hunt is just a screaming value here. Ronald Jones is still available as well. Cam Akers. So I I like Ronald Jones and Kareem Hunt leaps and bounds above Akers. I'm willing to take a shot on him, but not when these other two guys are on the board. So really ideally here with this pick and my next round pick, I would get Higby or Hurst at tight end and then Hunt or Ronald Jones at running back. Now it's just playing the system and thinking which one – is gonna get back to me, so this is this is really tricky. I'm gonna go with Tyler Higby here, because I haven't gotten him very often, and he's here at the 708, which is where I'm comfortable with Higby, and I've been a big believer. So I got to put my money where my mouth is, and let's just hope that Jones or Kareem Hunt makes it back.
0: Well, after you took Higby there, your guy. Fan, that's another fantasy film room plug, man. We're we're putting it all together. Everything's coming full circle. Uh, after you took Tyler Higby, it was Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers. I'm surprised you didn't consider Akers there. I guess you're just not that bullish on him overall, and I mean he will be in a nasty running back by committee at least to start the season. We'll see if he breaks out. We'll see if this hard knocks hype that's about to pick up uh, in the acres on the acres train. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Deontay Johnson. I hate that Emmanuel Sanders pick. We've had a lot of questions about him in that's our terrible. comments. He, he's 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 a floor play. He's and I don't want to take a floor play at the 7-Eleven. Why not wait and get a Golden no. Tate in the 11th, 12th? I mean even a guy like you know who else is i mean james and crowder are still there like you took sanders over crowder it makes no sense to me then it was deontay johnson christian kirk john brown james white darius slayton so back to you and cam Akers is still there you you just took your tight end ronald jones is still there sterling shepherd's there where are you gonna go with this one evan ingram still there not not saying you should but uh he's i mean still i'm there. going with
1: ronald jones i i said it last round i want hunter jones and and uh Higby at Hurst and Jones made it back. So I'm going to lock him in as an RB, as my RB4, but I actually have him as an RB2 this year. I think the upside is huge with that offense. He's a a huge double-digit touchdown candidate for me this year. Um, I don't know how involved he'll be in the passing game, but I think he's going to get enough work on the ground and a good offense to to be well worth um, this pick here in, in what, the eighth round. So I'm going to lock up Ronald Jones as my RB4 and shift my focus back to receiver here for a little bit in the next couple of rounds.
0: Yeah, mid round, mid round league winner that you're pulling the trigger on in Ronald Jones. Right now in our census rankings, he is the RB twenty four. So right there at the very bottom. He, I mean, he was the RB twenty five last year, so he should finish well above that. I still have him. I'm projecting for him to finish at RB twenty eight. Might need to bump him up a little bit. The upside is certainly there, though. You have him as
1: the as the twenty. That feels that feels better. After Jones, Debo Samuel and Steelers D. A little reach there on Pittsburgh. But Steph, you're <laughs> back on the clock. You've got four running backs three wide receivers so again really every position is available for you here where are you gonna go
0: a <laughs> couple different options here running back tariq cohen matt Breida, jordan howard jk dobbins i wish no. i didn't grab mark ingram so i could grab jk dobbins and then it's uh jameson crowder sterling Shepard, anthony miller mike williams cd lamb golden tate jerry judy evan ingram what what round are we in the eighth round Evan Ingram's still there. it's a value He's appealing. In it's a value. <laughs> it is, but I, I still feel way better calling my shots later. What I'm going to do instead is grab Sterling Shepard. You know, we we all, you know, at least me and you expect a breakout from Daniel Jones, even if he is the new Jameis Winston, throwing a million interceptions and having a million fumbles. Uh, that shouldn't matter for Sterling Shepard. So shepherd last year when everybody's on the field I- i've said it time and time again it's it's like my go-to is shepherd when it comes to analysis when everybody was on the field and healthy he was the alpha wide receiver one it just comes down to health but i do like him as a weekly flex option if hollywood brown for whatever reason isn't cutting it this is another guy that i want to have on my roster that i could still plug in and uh maybe maybe this offense now with joe judge jason garrett i don't i don't know how bullish Sheesh, i am we'll on this offense as a whole there's, there's still a lot of questions in New York, but if there's going to be garbage time and Danny Dimes going to be slinging it, I like Sterling Shepard as an option. Dude. Not bad. Uh, so I'm going to grab him.
1: Let's see who goes off the board. Cohen, Breida, Jamison Crowder, J.K. Dobbins, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Howard, C.D. Lamb, and there goes Evan Ingram at the 904. I don't mind that value one bit, even though I'm kind of out on Ingram this year. So, Steph, you're back on the clock. Four running backs, four receivers – is it Alexander Madison time or are you gonna risk that he gets back to you in the tenth? Because there's a good chance I could take him in the tenth round before you.
0: I hate you so much and <laughs> what was it? I think that was the uh, I think it was a fourteen team mock
1: that we did, and you literally sniped Madison and I hated you for like a week. Here's the thing if you take Dalvin, you're gonna have a target on your back as someone who's gonna reach for Alexander Madison. So you gotta watch out. There's vultures out there. There's oh, vultures man. out there. You gotta take him here. I hate this, I hate this, it's such I th- a reach. Hayden Hurst is on the board in the ninth round, though. That's like a great tight end value, in my opinion. If I, if I knew Hurst would be available here, I might not have taken Higby two rounds ago.
0: Yeah, that is a value. That is a value, especially with the upside that Hurst presents in, you know, a super pass-heavy offense. You know, the Austin Hooper role had a ton of value last year and I don't necessarily, like, I'm not head over heels in love with the talent of Austin Hooper. So I think Hurst could slide into that. Matt Ryan had a lot of good things to say about Hurst. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed on hers, and I'm going to do the smart move, the risk-averse move, and just grab Madison. I hate it because I would much rather take a flyer name, but I want the handcuff. I know some people say hey. that's what
1: happens when you take Dalvin cook you're giving away your ninth round pick when you take Dalvin cook so i think that's the right thing to do doesn't feel great especially when you see some of the upside exciting names on the board here even though we are you know getting pretty deep it's tough but it, it, you sign up for it when you take Davin in the first round
0: so after i took um, madison it was sony michelle and tevin coleman let's talk about sony michelle for a quick second here it's i mean the reports have been all negative
1: he's he delete him from your draft
0: that's really (laughs) what I'm kind of going to at this point like and then they signed Lamar Miller the Patriots did I think believe that was yesterday night and it just it's just another major red flag the Patriots are literally telling us by their roster moves
1: well yesterday night from from when we're recording this by the time you're watching it was probably like four nights ago sure who knows knows when we'll get this mock out
0: I am pumping them out quick man I am uh <laughs> yeah,
1: you've been going off. But you've anyways,
0: Sony Michelle, take him off your draft board. Tevin Coleman, I like the value in the ninth. If he happens to get more carries, if anything happens to Reem Mostert, he'll have tons of value. We saw it in the playoffs. Who are you looking at here, Alex, at the 908?
1: As tempted as I am, like here's one of those things. I I, I played the draft game and took Higby I'm happy with Higby in the seventh, but if I would have known Hurst was going to be here in the ninth, wow, I, I probably would have waited and taken another value earlier on. So I, I said it when I took Um, AJ Green that I'm going to come back with a safe wide receiver three and Golden Tate's on the board he actually was better than people give him credit for last season in New York when he played he was a very serviceable wide receiver too so I'm going to take Golden Tate and if things go wrong with AJ Green I have a very solid floor play um, in New York and in Golden Tate Golden Tate is my wide receiver four. Golden Tate is like the he's the veteran wide receiver with a young QB
0: with injury risk to Evan Ingram to Sterling Shepherd. So if it's just Darius Slayton and Golden Tate out there like it was last year, Tate will be fantastic. I have no doubt about it. He he can still take him to the house. Um, I remember, I mean, he was eating even against like the Patriots last year in garbage time. So I like Golden Tate. I think he's kind of getting criminally slept on. A massive receiver run happened here after you grabbed Tate. It was Anthony Miller, Philip Lindsay, and then all wide receivers the rest of the way until it came back to you. So hopefully you weren't waiting for anybody to fall there because it went Henry Ruggs, Rashad Perriman, Preston Williams, McCall Hardman, Mike Williams, Jalen Ragor. And now it's the 10.05. You're here in the 10th round. Are you looking to handcuff anybody? Are you looking to go ahead and grab a quarterback?
1: I am not. Well, Carson Wentz is there, which is tempting. We said it. I mean, here he is in double-digit rounds. If you wait, you can get a quarterback that has top five upside. So I'm not going to take Wentz here. Um, I'm going to do something that I think might piss you off a bit, and wow. I'm going to take Hayden Hurst. I, Hayden Hurst and Tyler Higbee are both top seven tight ends for me this year, and I think the upside for both is top five, potentially – you know even top four if things go right <laughs> oh my gosh this thunder's getting out of control it's like someone is just banging on my window um so if you're watching you might have seen me get a little startled there but um where was i yeah hayden hurst and tyler Higby have a ton of upside but there's also a situation for both where the wheels fall off and if i lock up both i'm doubling my chance that one of them pays off as that late round or even mid-round in higby's case tight end winner that helps you get to your playoffs and championship. So I'm going to lock in Hayden Hurst. He's an incredible value here in the 10th round and I'll go ahead and that wait does on quarterback really pissed me
0: off because I was hoping Hurst would fall to me here.
1: It was it was justified though. It wasn't just to spite you staff like that's something you know me. I truly would have done that um and in a normal draft even if it wasn't head-to-head we've
0: been talking about you know the the multi-tight end strategy and you're just Double destroying tight me with it here you got both of your guys too higby and
1: Hurst. it's exciting yeah that I, I probably it's feels
0: really good exciting. it's like what are the odds that one of them hits I f- it feels pretty nice um especially for you know not getting a kelsey Kittle, Ertz, andrews type of name there so then you got two guys that if one explodes and when when tight ends explode they explode they're like if they don't just come out of nowhere and then break out for you know, they break out to be the eight. They break out to be a top four or five option like Andrews, like Waller last season. So it's probably not what I would have done, but I don't mind it. And now I'm looking at at running back, On Johnson, Marlon Mack, Latavius Murray, Duke Johnson, Daryl Henderson. At wide receiver, Curtis Samuel, Nikhil Harry, Robbie Anderson, Alan Lazard, Brandon Ayuk, Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, Paris Campbell. A lot of flyer wide receiver names that I like here. I am still okay to wait on QB. I don't know if it's just this mock where everybody's going quarterback late because we have one, two, three, four, five rounds left, and there's still plenty of great quarterback names. Well, we're the only here. two
1: teams without a quarterback, so.
0: I mean, that that feels great to just wait. I, I'm not going to pull uh, an early pick on Carson Wentz when I could literally grab Matt Stafford in the next round, even Cam Newton, even a, a Big Ben, a Joe Burrow later on, so. I'm going to take...
1: All right, so where are you going here?
0: Man, I'm going to go ahead and grab... It's a it's a big upside shot, but I think I'm going to go and grab Deshaun Jackson. I think I'm going to reach for him here. Right. I, I don't care about ADPs at this yeah. point in my draft. I'm just looking for who are the biggest dart throws, who are guys that can take me from a good team to a great team if they pan out. When Deshaun Jackson was healthy last season for, what, two games he was great we know Carson Wentz can sling it who knows maybe Carson Wentz even falls back to me here again and I can get a little stat going with Jackson and Wentz so I'm gonna grab D-Jax it doesn't feel great but I don't think any pick feels great yeah, Who at cares?
1: 10th round I don't mind that flyer I, I think that's a fine pick if you're gonna take a shot I'd rather have Deshaun and some of these guys that went after him Robbie Anderson Nikhil Harry Curtis Samuel so you're back on the clock there's the, those receivers i mentioned did go anderson nikhil harry and samuel and we also saw 49ers defense antonio gibson zach moss jared cook and carry johnson go off the board so wince is there Steph, are you gonna go ahead and lock in quarterback i will tell you wince will not make it back to you if you do not take him here.
0: uh no i don't want him you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go ahead and grab my first tight end and rob gronkowski I'm going to take the upside shot.
1: Oh, snap. You were talking
0: about it the other day.
1: Like You almost
0: gave me goosebumps when you were talking about, imagine the Buccaneers are in the red zone, and they line up with Gronk, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin on the line of scrimmage.
1: That's dangerous. It's, just, it,
0: it's nuts. Not to mention they still have some other tight ends there that are, that are big body guys that – have had their moments so i'm gonna grab gronk here as just a massive upside shot we can
1: mention him by name steph oj howard Uh, don't say say that
0: that. (laughs) don't say that you give me the heebie jeebies (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna take gronk uh it's just it's an upside shot not much more analysis to really make here if he's great he's great everything we've seen about gronk on a football field is that he's great probably the greatest tight end of all time so if he somehow returns to that if he feels you know, healthy, rejuvenated, ready to go. We got skinny Gronk out here. He's not eating
1: Tide Pods anymore.
0: Um, you know, maybe that's a win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a win. So after Gronk went Marlon Mack. And I guess I guess some of these algorithms haven't quite updated yet because Darius Geis went at the 1107. I think safe to assume that won't happen, but gives me Carson Wentz here in the 11th, what, 11th round, back of the 11th round. So there it is, you wait on your quarterback. You end up with Carson Wentz in the 11th round. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm going to lock it in. He's got top five upside. Hopefully has some healthy weapons this year with d Jalen Rager coming in, and then obviously the tight ends. So after Carson Wentz, we saw a little tight end run, Austin Hooper, then Latavius Murray, Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, and then handcuff time, Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, Boston Scott, and Duke Johnson. So I'm back here at the 1205. For the sake of time, I'm going to try to make this quick. There are some tight ends left for you, Steph. I'm going to be interested to see who you take. Hmm. AP is here. I'm not interested in AP. I want an upside guy at this point in the draft. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Chase Edmonds. He's one of those high-value handcuffs. If something was to happen to Kenyon Drake, he could be a league winner. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Chase Edmonds.
0: He's the last one uh that, that's like if is
1: maybe justin jackson maybe
0: <laughs> maybe that doesn't feel good especially with josh josh he's a half coming in. um and i mean this one's easy for me we've talked about it it's the late round value at quarterback and it's matt stafford who's here still a lot of upside shots at tight end that i'm willing to take in my last round i know at this point like, we, we've talked about it so i'm not going to talk about it again but the multi tight end approach in your drafts is really where i'm leaning and i know you are That's as great. well where you can just spread out those chances grab yourself multiple lottery tickets you're probably going to cut your last couple picks anyways might as well make them tight ends that could explode and have massive breakouts so i'm gonna go stafford and then see who's left for me at tight end uh, after this pick
1: so after stafford went naheem hines justin jackson aj Dillon, dallas goddard Tannehill, Mike Kosicki, I know you probably would have loved to take a shot on him, or Johnny Smith, who also went. Uh, Then Aaron Rodgers was, was snuck in there as well. So some of those guys went. So now you're really staring down this decision between do you want to take the double tight end shot or do you want to take the quarterback shot? I know you and I have both talked about liking Danny Dimes, Joe Burrow, even Cam Newton. And then at the tight end spot, we're looking at Jack Doyle, who's not as much of an upside play as he is more of a security blanket at tight end. And then there's there's guys Blake Jarwin, Ian Thomas, uh, and then on down some some deeper names. But Steph, are you still looking tight end here or are you going to pivot? I think I am. Um, I, I don't feel great
0: with my running back depth it's it's dalvin cook nick chubb jonathan taylor mark ingram alexander madison and one of those is a handcuff and I, st- I stacked my own handcuff it's not like i did what you did which i thought was smart which is grab somebody else's handcuff and chase Edmonds. um so i'm not in love with that so that does make me consider running back here all the names are pretty gross and i know they're still going to be there on waivers like deandre washington to me is a very interesting one um, i've grabbed him in a few places as, and I'm surprised you didn't grab him as a handcuff to ceH I think he could take more volume than we really want him to as fantasy players in the Chiefs backfield we saw him do really well last year when Josh Jacobs was out on the Raiders so that's an interesting one um who else was here I mean Gio Bernard is, a, is another handcuff they're all Ew. gross who I'm actually going to take <laughs> I'm not even going to take a defense with this last pick just to, to see you still there then I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk. Um, just who is a guy who could be the wide receiver one with the 49ers, one of the highest-scoring offenses in the league last year. We all know they made it to the Super Bowl. Um, George Kittle did not get surgery. People aren't talking about this. George Kittle did not get surgery on his shoulder. He is a very high risk of re-injuring that. If he goes down, I don't know where the ball is going to go in the passing game with Jimmy G. Um, and Jimmy G's coming out and he's saying he feels great. Uh, so i there's rumors that he might pass a little bit more um so with all that's that's going on i'll take the guy that they invested in in the first round a lot of people don't remember that brandon Ayuk is a first rounder and i'm gonna grab him here as just another dark he's the
1: one that's not getting talked about at all he's the only one in the first round that's not getting talked about at all so i like the upside shot Steph. It might take him a couple weeks to get going but who knows if he comes out week one with debo out and can put up a big week maybe maybe like terry mclaurin did last year he could be the hot waiver wire pickup and you just beat everyone to the waivers. So after him, when Baker Mayfield and Michael Pittman, let's see, I'm on the board for one more pick before my defense. And I, oh man, I got two tight ends. So I'm not looking there. I feel good at my other position. So I'm going to go with a quarterback. I think there's receivers. I like deep shots on like James Washington. Are you going to
0: handcuff CEH? Uh,
1: even, I'm not. I'm not. If CEH goes down, even if, if it's DeAndre Washington, I'm kind of screwed anyway, so I'm not going <laughs> to worry about that. I'm going to go with – I mean, it's a good it's a good thought. Um, if this were a real league, I might consider DeAndre Washington, but who's to say he's even the guy? Darwin Thompson's there. Um, I think DeAndre Washington, who knows, I could pick him up you know, week two or three off waivers potentially once we see how things start shaking out unless someone else scoops him up, but I think I can wait there. I'm much more intrigued by some of these quarterbacks. I'm going to lock in Daniel Jones. I've talked about him a lot as an upside play this year, and I want to see what he does. If he comes out, I know he's got a tough schedule to start the season, but if he comes out and starts lighting it up, um, he could be a league winner. So I'm going to lock in Danny Dimes just to see what happens. And with this last pick, I'm going to have a defense, but we'll see who makes it back to me here. Feels
0: good with the the Carson Wentz, Daniel
1: Jones stack. I like that for you. Not bad. Not bad. Going heavy NFC East. They're playing that Cowboys defense twice a year. So that should be fun. Um, And then after Daniel Jones, went Darrington Evans, Paris Campbell, Damian Harris, and Devontae Freeman. So now I'm here with my defense. Who's there? I'm just going to lock in. Okay. Bears D is there. They got a lot of playmakers. I'm just going to lock in the Bears. And that is my draft.
0: Nice. Nice. And after you took him, it was Rams D and Jamal Williams. I just want to see, just as an exercise of you know, out of curiosity, who's still here at quarterback. Cam Newton is still there. I should have just waited. That's Should ridiculous. have just waited to my last pick. Uh, last round. Yep. <laughs> you know, with with other you know, most leagues, there'll probably be a couple more bench spots in here. We only did six, so if you have more, yeah, maybe you do. Look at those names a little earlier, uh, because you don't you're not going to have the luxury. But Alan Lazard is interesting hunter and for the safe option we've talked about deep sleepers like james washington randall cobb steven sims steven sims john ross Ooh, i like all those guys there but i'm gonna take my my tight end shot and it's really a guy i haven't taken very much at all um you know usually i would go blake jarwin in this situation but i do like diversifying here with with gronk i'll grab irv smith and he's a guy that I'm rising on significantly. That's crazy. And here's the thing. There's just a world where he... Call your shot. He's, he's the he's the wide receiver too for the Vikings on a Vikings team that I think is going to throw the ball more. If Justin Jefferson doesn't just break out immediately, yeah, maybe he doesn't feel as good as grabbing Jarwin there. But, I, I mean, it's just a lottery ticket. We'll see what happens. If he sucks, I'll drop him, move on. I probably would have grabbed the Eagles there because they have an easy... Uh, early season schedule, they face the Redskins, <laughs> or the Washington football team, sorry, uh, in, in week one here. Um, Alex, how you feeling about your draft?
1: I, I actually like it a lot. My running backs feel solid with CEH, Josh Jacobs, Montgomery, Ronald Jones, and then the flyer on Chase Edmonds late. My receivers are Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, A.J. Green, tons of upside there, and then Golden Tate. And tight end, I got Higby and Hurst, two guys I'm super excited about, and then got Wentz and Danny Dimes at quarterback, so... I feel like I have a great roster, a lot of upside as well. And if a couple of these guys pan out, this is the type of roster that could win a championship. So I actually love my team. I, there's a couple of things that could have gone differently. Um, the could have done picked. a little bit better. Drafting from the eight spot can be tough, but all in all, I'm pretty pleased with it.
0: Nice, nice. Um, I don't, I, I actually like your roster more than mine. I got Matthew Stafford at quarterback and then Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. That feels really good with those two.
1: That's great. Two yeah.
0: elite running backs at the beginning. And then, uh, I got Jonathan Taylor stashed. I got Mark Ingram. I got the handcuffed Alexander Madison. You know, if I had to change one thing, it probably would be the Jonathan Taylor pick. I could have grabbed another upside wide receiver and then taken a DeAndre Swift. I may even consider this might be a hot take: DeAndre Swift over Jonathan Taylor. No, I, dude, I'm I'm saying like I feel way better about you know these are the top two. The Lions running,
1: running game. You feel better about the no, Lions? No, but I
0: feel better game. about Carryon Johnson than I do about Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack that Taylor has to compete with. So that that's why I would put Swift over him if I did.
1: I think Carrion's better than the combo of Hines and Really. Mack. Uh, we'll we'll talk about this later <laughs> we'll settle this later we got a lot but of good Steph, topics i'm gonna all put all I like, these off to I the like side your squad a lot I, I like your squad a lot yeah this was good we found we found some disagreements here so we're gonna have to get into these we got some bones to pick for sure how do you feel about the the gronk irv smith combo and then how do you
0: feel about the the receiver court kenny galladay dj chark hollywood brown sterling shepherd deshaun jackson brandon Ayuk.
1: i like the receivers kenny kenny g dj chark Hollywood that's that's a great stack and then Sterling Shepard and d and Ayuk for some upside and some some depth isn't isn't terrible not a huge fan of the tight ends I think Irv is nothing but a flyer and it, it's going to be a guessing game with Gronk with touchdowns I don't think his volume is going to be enough to be really a week in and week out starter but like you said you take your lottery tickets at the tight end and if one of them pays off you're good to go so and then you look at who didn't even get drafted like Jarwin in this league would be on waiver Jack Doyle ebra and thomas so as you go you're going to be able to yeah you're going to be able to stream so i don't mind it one bit i I like your roster I, i like your running backs a lot and um you know i think in this one i prefer my team a little bit more which isn't always the case sometimes i do give you give you the credit but i do like your team a pretty good amount i really do i think you won this one but guys let us know if you're still watching first i'll say thank you you're
0: incredible uh and please give us a subscribe and a like if you do enjoy what we're doing here but let us know in the comments if you have any questions if you disagree with any of our picks we'd love to hear your all's feedback we can break those down on our next episode and let us know in the comments whose roster you like more's you like more mine or alex's um but thank you all again so much for listening and watching and we'll see you next time peace peace